Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Fighting on Film, the war movie podcast. In this new weekly series, we'll be bringing you our review of Masters of the Air as each new episode drops. Hello and welcome back to Fighting on Film. This is episode four of our Masters of the Air series and you can catch up on the rest of the series so far by visiting fightingonfilm.com. Before we begin, don't forget you can get 10% off at checkout on airfix.com by using the code FOFPODCAST, all caps, all one word. Get yourself some money or some tasty model kits there. Yeah, so we are into episode four. We're well, we're a quarter of the way through now, aren't we? Nine episodes. Well, almost Just over half. a quarter. Almost, almost halfway. Almost half. Like probably a yeah. third, I would say. Mm. Is that, is that and after the not, maths is not our strong point, apparently. <laughs> no, we're we're film reviewers, we're not mathematicians, Matt. Yeah. This episode picks up as most episodes do, right off the back of episode three. And as you as you would have seen, hope you hopefully you've seen if you haven't. Go and watch it. Episode three is quite something, and there's a lot that's gone on, and mm-hmm. four just picks up straight after. So, so it, I think we should get into talking about it. Yeah, this is the 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 last of the four episodes that are directed by Kari Fukunaga, um, and then the rest of the back end of the series, the next five episodes are uh, directed by various different directors. So, it'd be interesting to. To sit to see and discuss tonally any shifts and changes the way characters mm. are handled and and you know shot choice etc. Um, but yeah, this is this is kind of a, a bit of a soft reset for this series after the aftermath of episode three, isn't it? Mm. And um, we get some new crews introduced, um, some new character focus um, who are going to be with us throughout the rest of the series. Now, we haven't mentioned this before, but these are spoiler reviews, and I'm sure this is episode four. You already know what we're going to do. We're going to discuss our favourite scenes, chat about the sort of flow of the episode, um, and just give a general uh, appreciation of the of the show. Spoilers, you've been warned. So this, as I said, picks up straight after three. So Clevin and Buck are still in Africa, just. Um, Everyone's still in Africa. 
The whole wing is still in Africa. Yeah, everyone who's uh, everyone. The thing that annoys me about it a little bit is actually, I wish we'd lingered in Africa a little bit longer. I, I, I get you. Yeah. Because we, we get an establishing shot um, just after, you know, in the prologue. And it's, you know, them all by the by the, um, the forts. Um, they're all, you know, carrying kit round and then Bucky's got a, a fez on. So there's a little bit of, you know, stuff's been going on. Like he's found a fez somewhere. Um, and then the the like the tenth air force is spotted in the distance coming, and I I just would have liked a little bit longer in Africa. Obviously difficult to do. It's all done on those um, the screens, mm. um, projection, fancy back the, projection. The, That's what I'm exactly it. the the LCD back projection uh, stuff, and um, probably would have been difficult to do. You know, sets and stuff. Yeah. Well, it would have been cool to see, you know, the logistics of them getting back, perhaps, because it that just cuts to cool. a, 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 mm. a, you know, a bicycle in in the UK again. So the straight back. But it wants to, it wants to get going, doesn't it? It wants to show you what's yeah. going on. So you, as as I said, so Quinn and Bailey, after being shot down, um, in Alice from Dallas, uh, they're on the ground in Belgium, having been picked up by the resistance, and there's this great interrogation sequence where mm. there's another guy called Bob that they meet, and he's you know, uh, supposedly an aircraft, uh, a bomber crewman. Um, and they are told, ask questions like, who does Babe Ruth play for? And, and Bailey gives this big spiel of, well, he was with this club. Now he's actually with this club. You were wrong. So he proves his Americanness, proves himself by the questioning. And then you get a, a, a section where they're told to recite the national anthem. Mm. And Bob's really going for it, really giving it some. And Bob and uh, Haley, sorry, Quinn and Bailey, a little bit more sort of ha- like more real where it's Quinn's going like, ha, 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 ha. you know, he's like trying to remember mm-hmm. the lyrics and you've got Bob giving it the whole. I, I definitely don't remember ours. I could, I could do the bits that people know, but not that I do weird the first two sentences. That's about it. But um, yeah. Um, yeah. And then straight after that, they're being taken through woods by the Belgian resistance. Mm. And one of the resistance members asks Bob for a light and he gets out a, a lighter and then he's shot in the head. Yeah. And Bob and Qu- uh, Haley, Quinn and Bailey are like, what the hell did you do that for? Like, he's just American as me. I've been chatting to him for an hour. And he goes, mm. no, he was an infiltrator. And it's, I like very that good one. Yeah. Not very good. That's great. One, but very secret army. Like if, very if any listeners army. have seen the 70s BBC Secret Army show. It's very Secret Army this week. Some of it. Very alo alo. Um, there's, <laughs> I don't yeah, think it's, so. <laughs> it's, I mean, the, the mise en scène's as good as alo alo. Let's, let's be let's be fair. Like it's true. Yeah, I, I love that shot of where they pull into the um, probably Garden or somewhere, some French chain straight train station, and yep. it kind of like pans past a couple of like Nazis like chatting on the on the platform. Proper cliche, but it's just what you want. Yeah, to, to it's like a, like a it's that's the kind of shot you would see in an Indiana Jones film. Yeah, like, it is. And that's a Nazi reveal, you know? Yeah, it's cool. It's really good. Um, it does. I like it when it leans into the tropes a little bit because, you know, mm. it's allowed to. Um, I think at this point you are allowed a few cliches here and there if they're used well. Um, so then while that's going on, you've also got what's going on in Thorpe's Abbott. So uh, Crosby comes in with his narration and he says, 25 missions. That's what you'd have to do to go home. And then they create a war bonds tour around you. Um, and Captain uh, Glenn Dye and his crew are the closest to the goal. And they're waiting for them to come back. 
And then the fort does come back. They're firing flares. They do a low overpass over the Thorpe's Abbott mm-hmm. airfield. It's fantastic. Then we cut to a, a party and they're having this 25 mission send off kind of party for them. And it's a really great scene. And I, and I like how it's showing the downtime. It's showing the weird sort of life of a eighth air force crewman where you have these yeah moments of madness in the air and then you're down on the ground having a party well, the colonel you're... kind of encapsulates that quite nicely in a little dialogue he has with a lot of the bomber crew um commanders where he's like mm. it, it's the bat the battles in the air and then what you do on the ground well that's that's up to you guys you exactly know? he's worried that kind they're becoming like really flat happy really like loosening the uh the the lead on them a little bit there yeah. like very interesting scene um, where they're all, you know, they talk about being flak happy and, and stuff, which is an interesting inclusion. That comes back um, later on, um, not this week. Yeah, um, and the, you know, this they send Bucky off on um, on R and R pass to, to London, um, and he goes down the least London looking street possible, doesn't he? <laughs> it does. It doesn't look like Hammersmith to me. No, no. And he yeah, ends up for in all a, intents in and purposes, it's Hammersmith. Cellar basement club. Yeah, called Cafe Warsaw, um, which is a nice little way to get the poles included yes. in there because I think yeah. they are written out of it a lot. Um, and Egan meets this lovely uh, bombshell Polish woman, um, you know, probably everything you'd want in a 40s stunner, um, shall we say. And they have a, a talk about uh, her husband was a pilot too, and there's some great lines about, you know, how do you know if someone's a pilot to Egan? He goes, how? And she goes, oh, they'll tell you. And, tell you. Yeah, that's a great line. Classic. And then we learn that the uh, the, the Polish uh, husband has probably been killed or at least taken prisoner during the first two weeks of the war. Um, so, you know, she's she's got her own uh, story going on. Egan has as well. And they spend the night together. Um, th- this episode is probably worth pointing out that it is three plots concurrent so you have yeah. what's going on with quinn and bailey you have what's going on with egan and then you have what's going on with uh clevin and the rest of the eighth um at thorpe's abbott and it's it's not told as linearly as we're sort of going through it now but it is, it is cut in between each other it does back and forth quite a bit yeah yeah um it's setting this episode i think is it's much more grounded and somber than three one and two just because it's having to set up what's Obviously, this is me talking ahead of myself, but what's going to come later, it's setting it up now. And this feels like a more of a traditional kind of bridging episode, not a filler episode. I don't think that's unfair to say that, but it's it's kind of bridging two plots, two things had together to get you to the the, the middle of the show. Yeah, if, yeah. This, it's a bit of a soft reset, as I said earlier. Mm. Um, it balances the three plots quite well uh there's there's a little bit more of of you know the uh the, the behind enemy lines sort of secret army yeah. uh to come in the next episode um but obviously you have some quite interesting scenes in london um there's a really interesting sequence where bucky's watching an air raid a german raid on on yeah. uh, on london um and he's you know he's finally seeing what he's been dishing out mm. you know, to the Germans on his raids. Um, and then after, after that night scene um, where uh, the Polish lady has a great line where she says, the closer you are to death, the more alive you feel. Yeah. Um, Very good. 
Um, and that's juxtaposed by the next morning where he walks past a bombed out building where they're stationed through the rubble for survivors. And they find, you know, there's a, a mother who is despondent, you know, she's, she's wailing as, as a, yeah, yeah, as a child is pulled out of the, the, the rubble mm. dead. Um, and Egan gives, puts... Egan looks at it, doesn't he? He yeah, hangs he does. on it for a little bit. Yeah. It says, it, it says it's a lot really well done. It. Mm, yeah, very it, good it puts it puts you know him face to face with the human cost of the of the missions mm. he's flying. And we yeah. get, I will say, we get a bit more of that later on. You do in, you in do. a very yeah, interesting way. Mm. Um, but that scene's really quite good. Uh, yeah. You know, interesting to to include it. Yeah. Um, but I I really did enjoy the the um, the, the behind enemy lines sort of very downed good. pilot aspect. The interrogation scenes were really well done. Mm. Um, just the mise-en-scene of the, uh, the, you know, the, the, the bar they're in, the train station, the carriages, yeah. um, and the, you know, the, the, there's a great CGI shot of Paris, like an overhead, like landscape yeah. shot of Paris as they, the train enters the city. It's very um, good. And it looks very effective. You know, yet again, the, the money's not been spared, you know, the, the setting's great, the, the costumes are still great. We wouldn't, there'd be no Ellie Tally this week, I think, folks, because it's not, an episode of like that there isn't there isn't mm. really much going on there the only thing that i could really uh pick out that was alley to me was the scene where engineer lemons fixes the mag the magneto on box that's four. not alley that's a favorite scene that is my is that a favorite, favorite scene, scene for you is it okay fair enough okay i've jumped the, the gun one there, thing then. i did i did think about for for the alley tally was um the uh american red cross uh, club mobile at girls. That's um, nice. That's a lovely touch. Yeah, I like the inclusion of them. It's very, it adds another human element, and mm. you know, one of them gets close to a, a bomber crew member that doesn't come back. Yeah, one of the lads from Rosenthal's. Um, yeah, from who's a new character his, who's introduced. Or, we should mention, mm. um, played by uh, Nate Mann, who is in Licorice Pizza, Ray Donovan, and Evil on Paramount Plus. Oh, nice. and he looks a heck of a lot like Crosby in some angles. So it did confuse me. He does, me. doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's why he's got the mustache, though. That's it. That's it to differentiate. Yeah, yeah. And he he yeah. obviously becomes a very famous figure within the the Eighth Bomb group. But uh, at the and moment, we, he, we follow him for you know the rest of the yeah the we do the, the the series. Very prominent figure from here on in. But I, I will say that I liked I love the interrogation scenes where they arrive back from a raid. And they they come into the interrogation hut, and yeah. the the Red Cross girls like handing out brandy or whiskey and coffee, um, and one of them is, is wearing like um, she's got wearing her own like jacket, M forty one tank ja M forty one yeah, jacket, yeah. yeah, with all the patches yeah. on it, all the patches. Yeah, on that's the arms. really nice. I like I like to think that the men have given her those. It's like a keepsake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. I it's love a really that. nice bit of um, character growth through costume. Rob's yep. heart on that this week. We've that talked a lot about that lately. We really have. Um, and it, it, does, it does a pretty effective job. But as I said, let, let's talk about some favorite scenes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yes, do it. I'm Captain Dale Dye, and you're listening to Fighting on Film. So, I mean, I think I nearly spoiled your favourite scene. So I think maybe you should tell us about it rather than me having... <laughs> yeah, so we've, we've got we got, um, we got Raph as uh, the, the, crew, the ground crew sergeant. Um, um, and he has this great little sequence where he fixes a magneto down on um, mm. uh, Book's, uh, Book's plane. And they they say, well, you know, we'll have to pull you out of the raid. And they're already kind of um, low on manpower. Yeah. Uh, they need all the bombers they can get. Um, so they make the decision to fix the Magneto as they're rolling up the, the you know, the the, uh, the flight line mm. to get ready to ta- taxi and to take off, essentially. Um, and it gets to two planes, one plane ahead of them. And um, he's, you know, fumbling inside, actually inside the engine cowling, which is really yeah. cool because that's makes a chase the that you the never Jeep. think you'll see. Yeah. It's um, cool. Um, which was, a you know, really interesting little... Just a, a nice tight little scene that shows how important the ground crew were, mm, which is it does. something we talked about with um, Captain Dale Die in our last episode of you know the main podcast. Mm. Um, we we did an interview with um, with Dale. That's out. That now. went out. Listen to it last now. Wednesday yeah. or this you know Wednesday. Whatever you, it went out before this episode. If you're listening in six months' time, you'll know you'll, you'll be able to the find double, it. The double record has thrown it's, it's the throwing HQ us. into into the overdrive <laughs> no i i do i think you're right though that sequence injects just a little bit of uh stakes into this episode because obviously there yeah. are stakes anyway going on but in terms of bomber action it, it's a very light bomber in terms well, we don't of, see like, the raid do we? we see, them, no, we don't we see, see the, raid. the tension the build up to the raid with the new crew we see uh the you know the, the great scene with fixing the magneto yeah you see them take off and then you see them return and because that's my favorite scene. Yeah, my favorite scene this week is the fact we don't have a raid mm. in a weird way. So we've seen it at this point. We've seen the scratched raid on Bremen. We've seen the um the the big raid last week on Ravensburg. We've seen it. So we know as as an audience now what that looks like. You know, and obviously people watching this show will know the Second World War in any way. You know what a, you can imagine what a bomber raid looks like. So we obviously we don't see it, and it's the it's the raid again. But then you have this great scene in the interrogation hut, where you're sort of you're you're sort of dolly shotted through it, a continuity sequence even through through the interrogation hut, and you hear from the men they paint the picture for you. So you know you've got dialogue of a one trap says uh, it was like flying into a wall of flak. Another crew says we didn't see any shoots from this bomber, and then we learn that Cleven hasn't returned. And out of the uh, the eight bombers are lost, and that's 80 men in that mission. Mm-hmm. So it, it takes a heavy toll again. And then from that, you get this great bit with Egan in London. It's the closing part of this episode. And if you read the Masters of the Air book, it's featured very, very early in. I think it might even be in the prologue. 
um, of, of the book, where Egan's on the phone to Thorpe Abbott's after reading about the raid in a newspaper. Really like that. Uh, really grounds it for the time. Um, and he uses baseball terminology to talk to the, the yeah. man on the phone, and his commanding officer on the phone. And he says, is there a game tomorrow? Tell coach I'll be there at game time and I want to pitch. End credits. Yeah. Fantastic dialogue. Pretty much verbatim to the time, I think. And that's just after he's really seen good. the um, you know, the the effects of the bombing in yeah. London and and the 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 the, uh, the mother that's you know mm. racked with grief, you know. Yeah. Um, and um Egan, so it's a very effective little sequence. It is, and he's told that Bucky went down swinging. Mm-hmm. It's a great, a great. It, the, what this episode, what this episode doesn't do in terms of action, it really paints a picture for you with words, and I think it's still, it's still doing everything well. It's just showing you. We don't have to show you a raid every week, because for yeah. some men, it wasn't a raid every week. They had time downtime. You know, there is pilots downed and trying to get home. There's a lot going on here, and it is setting a lot up. Um, so I think maybe we're into final thoughts, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, my final thought for this week is uh, I saw a number of comments around the depiction of Babyface's death in the mm. um, the ball tour last week, and a couple of people were saying it didn't, you know, didn't get across the emotional weight of it. Um, and I, I don't, I don't really agree with that because in that scene last week, um, he he does linger at the door. He is racked with guilt. You can tell yeah. even in that moment, he's already, you know, regretting the fact that he can't save him. And then there's a great scene this week where the two of them are on the train, the the, the two um the you know, plain secret army. Um it's effectively, and, yeah. And uh, is it is it Bailey that keeps asking Bailey. about yeah. Yeah. Bailey keeps asking about um, you know, did Babyface make it out? Is he alive? And you know, it finally, he gets you know a reply, and he says, "Well, no, he, he, he I couldn't get him out." And mm. that scene is very well acted. I thought, I thought it it gives it's subtle too. It gives yeah, it is very subtle, and it gives the weight that sits on on him. Yeah. Right, it gets it across very well. I thought um, he's going to live with that for the rest of his days, and we don't need a huge absolutely. outburst on the train because we can't have a huge outburst on the train because if we do, we'll be found out. Yes, and that plays into the bit where he panics when the ticket yeah specter asks for his ticket and he doesn't know what's going on and he just kind of like tries to run out of the it's carriage almost like he's penned in in the train carriage like the ball turret mm. isn't it mm-hmm. that's good writing folks he's, he's penned <laughs> into that compartment yeah exactly that's the same feeling i guess yeah. it's very good and i i that's what i've got down really you know i like the, the development of the crew on the ground you know we're not we're not leaving baby's face's death it has it you know, we're showing it, we're hearing about it. Um, and as I've got down here, it's a lot more of a slower, somber episode. And as I said earlier, it shows the sort of hectic lifestyle that these men had. Um, and yet still gets across, you know, there are still raids going on. Thorpe Abbott doesn't stop just because the lads are in Africa. There's so much going on. And it really is, for me at least, having having seen the series, it is this bridging episode to bigger things coming up. Um, and next week, a lot happens. So yeah, that was a bit of a shorter episode this week for episode four. I think last week was such a a gut punch episode three. That yeah, I mean there was having... an awful lot to talk about, wasn't there? There was. Um, but I, I, I mean, before we finish up, I will say, definitely go and listen to our episode 
chatting with um yeah. with Dale Dye. He gives some really fascinating insights into mm. you know the work that he did preparing and also getting the actors into the mindset of being a Agreed. bomber crew. Um, and then some of the technicalities and some of the you know the issues and, and the, the mm. challenges that he faced on production. All really interesting. Definitely worth checking out if you haven't listened to that yet. Yeah. And if you're still unsure on the series, I recommend our Dale Dye interview to maybe, yeah, there's to no, maybe sort of sell you. If you've it. somehow managed to listen to this all the way through and well, enjoyed I mean, the spoilers, do. Some they do. do. You know. And if if you then wanted to go back and, and be swayed by Dale, then he totally yeah. does. And he does it without giving any spoilers away. So there'd be exactly. no spoilers for the rest of the, the series. Yeah, so exactly. you're safe there. So yeah, episode four, a strong, somber episode that sets up bigger things to come. So do join us next week for episode five of Masters of the Air. And don't forget, you can get 10% off at airfix.com if you use the code FOFPODCAST, all caps, all one word. Yeah, you'll get some money off, some lovely model kits. Maybe you'll make your own. What What's your thought of the week, Rob? I know you got well, one this I was week. We haven't say, had one for a couple of weeks. Maybe you'd make your own thought of the week, which this week, to round out the episode, is Rose and Tal's bomber, Rosie's Riveters, which is absolutely inspired. Absolutely brilliant name. Fantastic. Catch you next week, folks, for another Master of the Air review. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.